I didn't want to break with tradition and then do like a really slick, well-prepared cold open. Um, I wanted to, <laughs> to represent the way that I've showed up to this podcast <laughs> with customary care and due attention. So, no, to your point, I did not write a cold open. Nice shot. Welcome to the A to Z of Happiness with Anya Pierce and me, Mark Stedman. Join us for the final time for now as we unpack the science of happiness one letter at a time. This week, it's Z for zest. <laughs> and yeah, this is, we've reached the end of the alphabet, dude. Oh, blimey. <laughs> on, to, on to Greek, Greek alphabet next, Cyrillic. I mean, you know, all the readers, the listeners, just you know, send in your suggestions. Oh, uh, let's do you. What, what's the next Unicode character after Z? Oh, no oh, I'll idea. Look, I'll look it up. Don't worry. All right, I'm glad. You, I'm glad you're on the no, case. I'm on it. <laughs> and so while you're looking that we've up, got a, let me we've got a sort of an after-school, not no, last last day of school kind of vibe now. <laughs> I mean, you're dolled up. Have- I'm very much in Mufti. Like you know, it's. <laughs> Well, well, I, I, I'm dolled up and I have a ready-to-drink uh, blood orange gin and tonic uh, can of 250ml's worth, which actually expires uh, on the 1st of March. <laughs> it's like uh, we're on the last so, day of A-levels. I know. <laughs> and so if you are listening to this and you brought in a board game, I'm very pleased. Yeah, we're going um, to wheel in the TV later and we're going put, gonna to put cool runnings on the telly. <laughs> And so, yeah, uh, I, I, should, should we bother like doing this official thing, or should we just let's, make I mean, let's, up let's the next give hour? it up? Let's 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 give it a go. Let's give the listener, uh, you know, a treat. You know, a treat. Of course, of course. And that's why I kind of wanted to do because initially I was going to do, you know, Z for Zen, which is all very like meditation and contemplative and thoughtfulness. And then yada, I yada, thought, yada. oh, <laughs> you know, it's like. Just to be very, uh, take the stage for a second. Just for a second. Just, 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 just a second. Just half a minute. Just, just, just bear with me, folks. Um, you know, this is the end of, end of the run. You know, the end of the second season because he broke it up. And the first season, you know, I must admit, I was going through a lot of shit in my life. And it was quite, you know, Mark is like nodding very knowingly. And, it was, you know, there were times when I was like, you know, talking about happiness whilst being very unhappy because there was just so many things piling on top of me. It was almost more about a survival than thriving. And so when it came to, you know, contemplating how to end all this, and, and, and it feels like a celebration to have zest. And uh, just just for, for clarity there, just for context, when Anya says how, contemplating how to end all this, she means the series of podcast episodes. <laughs> just, just to connect those two thoughts together there Sorry. in an appropriate way. Thank you, babe. That's what I'm here for. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> translate to the audience perhaps um thank you dear listener for bearing with me and and thank you mark um yeah how to bring this particular project to a close i mean again you know we may go through i mean the thing is x was a x was a bugger i don't know if the, i can do all the other letters again but I think X, if I can come up with another ones for more for X, then okay, we'll be back. It'll, but... it'll end up being something like X-Ray in which we talk about introspection. Okay, so this is the end of this season of the Eighth Set of Happiness, and, in that, and there may be another one. Well, the, ne- the, next, the next character on the ASCII table is the open yeah. square bracket. So if you can think of something that can relate to that, then we can just keep going. <laughs> and then I think it's a I think then I think it's a backslash. I might need to take a minute to give some of these like proper consideration, okay. right. but 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 thank you thank you for putting them on my radar. Sure. So anyway, mm. zest. Zest. Uh ostensibly the reason for this this episode. And I think it's really interesting actually because it is about um approaching life or situation with excitement and energy you know this is like the the values in that action institute's definition of zest which i'm going to draw on for the next few minutes you know it means approaching the situation or life in general full bore kind of like gusto both hands you know kind of giving giving it giving it some well you know love all of this 
I know. None of this being halfway or half-hearted, you know, because I think that's the thing with so many, when we have self-doubt or doubt in what we're doing, it's very easy to approach things in almost self-sabotaging ourselves, even in the run-up, because there's a fear of committing ourselves in case things go badly, things go wrong, we are shown up for the the faults that we fear others will detect in us. You know, there's a whole like a whole list of things which I'm sure I have spoken about previously. And there's something really there's a joyfulness. You know, the, like it talks about in the definition from the VI Institute. You know that people who are high in zest are excited to get up in the morning and they live their lives like an adventure. And I'm just thinking now how often do we do that how often do we encounter people who do that you know and we'll be exploring this a little bit more in in the prompt shortly but it is just this intriguing thing of again you know when you said you know but this idea of you know going out there full bore giving it some welly you know how you were responding to those kinds of ideas and that kind of energy i know i'm sat here I'm sat here wondering when was the last time I had that zip, that pep, that spunk, that that yeah, that that absolute get up and go, um, mm. to be like excited to get out of bed in the. M- <laughs> I mean, yeah, after the age of about six, <laughs> you know, and, and, and like, and then up to the age of about eight because it's Christmas morning. I mean, I, you know, it's that. there must have been some time in my last... I mean, I've now been working for myself for seven, going on for eight years, which is insane. <laughs> there must have been times when I was like, you know... I, I, I remember the first day that I uh-uh. was properly fully working for myself and mm. I had it in my head, like, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at my desk nine o'clock and like I was doing a whole bunch of other stuff and I was getting the flat ready and this, that and the other and then bam, I was like at, like on the stroke of nine Bruh. sat down at my desk ready to do some stuff and that was in 2016 <laughs> and then not had I ever since um, <laughs> so it's just been a bit exhausting since then um <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. actually what 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 that just made me think of is is that everything's been so there's got to be a word for something that's not liminal. It's obviously not subliminal. It's, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but you know where where there hasn't felt like that threshold uh and you know that day uh, that was a big threshold day. But yeah. like I kind of sidled into running my software business like you know it was a side project and then it mm. became the project and there wasn't really like a day where it yeah. it was like and now i go to work at podiant you know there wasn't really that, <laughs> that thing because it was I'd, I'd been doing it for months yeah. and i think that is that's there's something in the f- and you know maybe i'm overdoing the metaphor here but something in the freshness um of mm. zest is 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 you know there's that kind of mm. novelty because you can't be zesty every day that would be insane so I imagine there is a level of like novelty or something that just gives you that yeah that real that real pep. Yeah, and I think it comes back to this idea of you know of, of engaging with life as you know like an adventure because then you are experiencing things that are new and novel. Mm. And it and it might be that I'm just thinking of the the author Josie George in her book A Still Life where she has considerable health issues and yet the idea of like going into her garden and discovering what's grown she you know you get a real palpable sense of this this sense of wonder this amazed uh, appreciation for what's going on you know being an adventure i mean you know for my own health issues you know when pre covid i used to go to do my grocery shopping every every week or every other week and because I hadn't been able to go out that felt I was like a small kid going to the zoo 
because I was I was going to see the things. I could touch the things. I could pick up the things. I could speak to people. It was an adventure. Good. Will I be able to get around the supermarket without crashing and without like collapsing? Will my legs do it? You know, and like that that thrill, the jeopardy of if I go to the big Tesco. How many aisles in until I need to sit down on a shelf? There's like all of these, <laughs> you know. And so what I'm saying is, you know, adventures often in our minds, you know, about these, these big things, you know, going off on an adventure, you know, taking ourselves out of our routine. But I'm also wondering whether there is an aspect of this of an awareness, a presence, you know, to borrow a little bit from the Zen uh, idea of just being present to things. Can that turn things into an adventure? Um, there's a, I'm try- a George Pransky, I think it is, talks about his relationship with his wife. He's a three principles teacher. And this idea of it's so easy to no, no longer see the person you're with and just be responding to the image of them you have in your head. And he was saying that he, because he sees his wife in a new way each day, it's, it keeps things like an adventure because he's not uh, making assumptions on their relationship, how she behaves, how they behave, what it means to their identities. And so there is that. And then it kind of like creates this kind of, oh, who is this person? Oh, I like them. And still after so many years of marriage, you know, and so that's kind of, you know, the sen- a sense of adventure and zest and energy and enthusiasm can be imbued even in, I think, the situations or the most routine things that we encounter with work. I do think it's why, you know, it is much easier to find adventure when we're going out and doing things because the novelty automatically hits, you know, creates dopamine. You know, we get the reward chemicals of learning new things, being exposed to new things. Time stretches when we are in new environments and learning new things. You know, the number of times we've both been to summer camp and it's only, which is from the Happy Startup School, and that's only another couple of days. That's only a couple of days, but it feels like a week because you're in a new environment, new people, new activities, things are, you know, you're not quite sure where things are and then you work out where they are and then you help other people. It's like, it's a whole journey. And so you come away exhausted, even though you've had a great time because your your nervous system and your brain has just taken in so much new stimuli that it's just not used to. And then, you know, one of the things which I find really interesting with Zest is that it's it is directly related to physical and psychological wellness. And, you know, I've done the VIA Institute test a few times and I don't come up very highly on zest because of the things, like it says, well, do you know, do you wake up in the morning full of energy? And I'm like, I barely wake up in the morning. (laughs) I've got chronic fatigue syndrome, guys. That's not necessarily the best benchmark to use on this. But I remember... My friend Takeshi, when I was talking about these qualities, saying, "But no, you. I think you've got. You're really zesty. You've got a really zesty personality. Like it's not related. Yes, I know you've got your health issues and your energy issues, but the the aliveness in your personality, the engagement, the enthusiasm. I think that's like a real telling thing for zest is this enthusiasm for stuff." But I think what's really interesting about Zest and why it's an interesting one to, to talk about and to perhaps cultivate in our lives is it's one of, it has, it's the strength that the VIA Institute have identified as having the strongest ties to overall life satisfaction and a life of engagement. If we take like research has suggested back from uh, Peterson 2007 that you know, the counter strength most associated with the engagement routes. And this is kind of like the eudaimonic approach. This is like meaning and being really feeling connected to what we're doing. The top ones are uh, curiosity, hope, perseverance, and perspective with the top one as zest. And then the character strengths associated with the pleasure route. This is like the hedonic stuff. This is like the feel good stuff. They are um, humor, hope, social intelligence, and love. 
and zest comes in at number two. And so being able to cultivate this is a way of bring oh, even just noticing what levels we have in our lives and where the energy is for stuff is an interesting way of just checking, you know, how happy am I? How engaged am I? What are my energy levels? What's, enth- what's infusing me right now? And I think one of the interesting things, the last interesting things about the VIA Institute's uh, approach to zest is they categorize it, subcategorize it under the virtue of courage. So, so zest sits next door to uh, bravery, honesty, and perseverance. That the the perseverance bit is that connects to the some of the words that's kind of been on on my mind in terms of thinking about resilience, because the Pransky thing you were talking about made me think about there seems to be a benefit to a sort of intentional forgetting of. Mm forgetting to be in some ways forgetting the things that lead us to over familiarity and you know familiarity uh breeds content whatever that phrase is um yeah uh, or as uh, a bare naked lady's lyric had it absence <laughs> makes the heart grow fungus um that's a different <laughs> thing but no yeah familiarity breeds content um the what what i'm thinking there is uh, aligned with that is the intentional forgetting of the things that have previously taught us to be afraid of certain things. So if I think, for example, uh, about uh, in, I think it's two weeks' time, in two Mondays' time, in fact, next week, as this episode airs, I will be on stage doing my stand-up bit. In fact, I will be on stage the day of this episode as well because I'll be practicing it in front of people. But then the the week after, I will be doing it in front of a bunch of strangers. And that's really scary. the, The zesty approach to that is to wake up on that day and go... And I can't help but do like a whole voice. It's just like, I can't wait to start a whole new day of excitement and really fun things. The world is my play box and I get to play with all the toys. Because there's no part of the, and I've killed Anya, there's no part of the brain that's remembered. You know, things are sort of terrible. You know, when you stick your neck out and you try things, it goes really badly. You know, that last time you did that thing and it was really embarrassing. It's like, no, there's the zest in me. It's like, no, there are no bad experiences. Everything is <laughs> unicorns and rainbows and Lego. Let's play with all the toys. And that's, that's kind of what I think about. It's just, just like, it's that bit that forgets to store the Eeyore moments. It forgets to store yeah. the moments where things didn't go well. And so you just end up going, every day is an adventure. <laughs> And I get because what what's what I'm picking up in that actually is reclaiming innocence. Yeah, yeah, it's my new character Zesty, by the way. Um, yeah, <laughs> hi, yeah, it, 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 yes, re, yeah, innocence is such a big part of it because, and that's yeah, that's kind of where the intentional forgetting comes in because it's yeah, it's refusing to hold on to the negative experiences and keep with you the or, or not even keep with you almost mm. almost format your floppy disk every morning and just go <laughs> i'm a new being and you know it's, I, I, honestly i keep thinking about 51st dates i keep thinking about oh. drew barrymore waking up on the boat every morning and she watches the video and it's like let's catch you up on stuff here you go. You actually have quite a nice life. When you're ready, come out and meet me. I'm Adam Sandler. Um, <laughs> and there's something to waking up every morning with a with that blank slate. Like as much as I'm, you know, doing a bit. Like there's also a very <laughs> real yearning. I think inside me, yeah, to be able to wake up and and genuinely just go, new day, blank slate. Let's see what happens today. And I think kids yeah. are so much better at doing that. Two things. One, 
one is kind of like you know is next door to that live laugh love thing you know kind of like lo- 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 love like no one's ever hurt you <laughs> oh, you know yeah you know yeah that that kind of because i think that's the thing you know we do when you know avoid people are hesitant to be zesty in situations because of the hurt, of the of the imprint of other experiences, even though those experiences are disconnected from the current experience, you know, particularly in kind of relationships, you know, people will be afraid that this new person will do the thing that the old person did, even though they are completely different people. But it also makes me think of, you know, the Ted Lasso thing of be a goldfish. Yeah. For once, I'm the one with the pop trip, the the pop culture <laughs> thing. Yay! It's taken me 26 episodes. You did it. <laughs> I did it. Yay! Um, but because it is, it is that thing that that's why they talk about you know really good sports people. You know, a shot's gone badly. Forget it. It's on to the next shot. It's that kind of mentality, and you know the idea of was it like the the, the inner game stuff of you know people getting the yips Mm. it's because they can't shrug those things off Mm. they can't be a goldfish there is now this critical voice in their head sabotaging them so you know the judge in there going you know oh you're going to make a mistake this is wrong you're not going to do it right and and because you're not going to do it right you're going to be shamed by everyone and people are going to throw you out and you know all the stuff that we've spoken about previously you know we fear that others will reject us for the things that we reject in ourselves and so yeah this idea of being the goldfish being able to approach something and I think there is there's nuance here you know because while there is well I'm just thinking about the and I'm not very good on my tarot cards so I'm not sure if this is exactly the the meaning of it but then the first card is the fool you know going out on the adventure you know, not knowing what's ahead, you know, has a little knapsack with him, you know, which doesn't doesn't carry much with him into this new future, this new journey he's taking. And I think there can be a level of discernment of, you know, we are not, we are not blank slates. Maybe that's a good thing. What we can do is have is discernment over what is wise to carry with us versus what is heavy weight that prevents us from even wanting to take that first step i think that's where it's kind of the work of the mature adult really comes into this you know how can we navigate the hurt that we've had and learn from it in a way which propels us forward and so talking about steps should i go into the first prompt my dear Why not indeed because what I'd really love to to pose to you, the listener, is, you know, what puts a spring in your step? You know, if you were going to be the, you know, going going back to the tarot card of the fool, you've got your knapsack, you're got you're facing the future, you know, on this journey, what puts a a, a spring in your step as you walk? What makes you want to go in a particular direction, even? You know, because I think if you're going to go full bore at something, if you are going to go like, right, okay, I'm going to give this, I can't help myself from using this phrase, going to give it some welly, <laughs> give it the full beans. Wallop. Wallop, exactly. You know, what's, where do you, what brings that energy out in you? You know, I've been working my way very, very slowly, painfully slowly through uh, Gay Hendrick's book, The Big Leap. And I finally got to the bit where he's asking questions about about fifty four percent of the way through on 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 the uh, on the Kindle, and one of the questions which he asks is, you know, what do, what work do I do that doesn't seem like work? Now I can do it all day long without ever feeling tired or bored, and I think that for me is a way for us to get a glimpse into what zest might be like for us. You know, having these moments where we are finding flow. Actually, you know, we don't want to be distracted because what we're doing is sufficient. You know, we want to put our full selves into something. You know, I think this is kind of, I remember Danielle Laporte, I think it might be in um, the desire map. You know, she's was really she was talking I think she wrote a letter to a Buddhist monk as you do 
um, about saying, you know, how do I square the circle between really, really wanting something, but then also knowing that like attachment is suffering. And he was like, well, no, you really, really want something. Allow yourself to really want it and then just let go of the outcome. Because that's the the where the attachment, you know, that's where the pain and suffering comes from. From what I recall, you know, it's like we 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 do all this, we're afraid to really want things, and then the suffering comes because we have the attachment to a very particular outcome. But if we don't, I mean, you do this with like your coaching your creatives. If you don't put yourself and actually commit to a piece of work, you're doing it half-arsedly. Sim- yeah, and similarly, if you commit yourself to, or if you uh, focus on having the goal of so many downloads, so many followers, whatever, without thinking about what that represents, yeah, then yeah, you know, you end up sort of uh, measuring measuring for the wrong thing or solving for the wrong problem. Um, mm. And yeah, I, I, I mean, as you know, as you're talking, I'm, like I'm I'm fully aware of of the outcomes that that I am attached to. Um, and I, I like that definition is why I, every time I hear Buddhism, I'm just like, yep, that, that, that aligns. I like that. I like what, I like what they say. Um, there's very little time where I'm like, oh, that seems like nonsense. You know, um, the, the wanting, like being okay with wanting something, Mm. but it being the attachment to that want that is the problem that then gets us into like psychological, I don't know if it's psychological flexibility, but definitely flexibility of thinking, you know, yeah. um, being able to, to root around that and, and, and move and shift and go, okay, well, it's not the thing that I thought I wanted, but actually it's, it's, it's really good and it's interesting. Yeah. And yeah. There's things that there's, there's things to play with. There's things, there's things, there's things, there's things, there's things. And you know, one of the things that, um, cause I, was a bit, I'm a big fan of a book called Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. And you can tell that I am a big fan of it because I can remember their names right off the bat without even checking. That's um, not a sign of anything. You've got an encyclopedic <laughs> brain. It doesn't feel like that. I'm getting to the age, honey, where it's like I can remember bits, but remembering people's names. Oh, it's definite, definitely a spot I need to, uh, to, to, to work on as I get into my dotage. But yeah, there's this idea, and I was reminded of it because I'm a member of the the Do Lectures. They're, they're doing like a beta community program at the moment, and it means you get free access to some of their their lessons for a little bit. And I was watching their Mojo Rising, and it was basically talking about, you know, you've lost your zest. <laughs> you know, that's another thing I think uh, another synonym for Mojo is zest, and suggesting keeping an energy diary you know, which is from designing your life, like energy and engagement, being able to keep a record through the week. And there's a, I've put a link to both an explainer page and a PDF download for the actual sh- worksheet. Because I looked on the, on the website, uh, the Designing Your Life website, and the, I got 404 <laughs> on the official link. So I'll send them an email. I know. But um, yeah, just recording, you know, what... You know, and I think it's really interesting to think about engagement and energy because I know from my readings of the book, I've read it a few times over the years and recommended it to a few people. You can be really engaged with something, you know, maybe engaged maybe in solving a conflict in, at work, but actually it really depletes your energy. And this goes back to things which, you know, are natural gifts versus our learnt behaviours. You know, you might be very skilled at diffusing a complex situation and it might take an awful lot out of you because actually it's it's using your gifts in a way which doesn't serve you and I think you know being able to and this is like we touched on this in E for Energy I'm pretty sure about looking for ways to notice what gives you more energy what puts that spring in your step and so when we're thinking about what gives us energy in our lives that requires us to make choices moving things, moving our commitments, having conversations, disappointing people. You know, just before we did the, the conversation on this, we had, the recording on this, we actually had a conversation about my people pleasers first aid kit, about how tough that can be. And, you know, this takes me on to the second prompt in a way, which is, you know, 
Where can you be braver in your life? Because, you know, zest is associated with courage. It's associated with bravery. And this really reminds me of a, one of my books, favorite books, which I would need to reread again, actually. It's Pema Chodron's The Places That Scare You. And I think it's interesting that she mentions this in a book which is about the leaning into this groundlessness, this, you know, being afraid, finding courage. It is, you know, from ch- her teacher, oh, I'm going to, hopefully I can say yeah, this correctly. Yeah, good luck. Take, it, take a good yeah. run up. I know. Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche. It's as good as I'm going to get uh, this time of the afternoon. And it's live your life like an experiment. Again, this takes us back to the adventure part of Zest. You know, having this sense of adventure, treating life like an adventure. And, you know, this ties into the braver part because when I was contemplating this prompt, I was immediately, my brain immediately connected to Bronnie Ware's work. And her most famous piece is, you know, The Five Regrets of the Dying from her time, you know, working as a, a hospice carer. And just just to, to read them out, you know, courage, I can see courage is listed twice. The first one is, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. That speaks so much about being braver in your life. The second one, you know, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. The third one, again, the courage word, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. You know, this is such a powerful one for people. You know, the regrets of people of not telling people that you love them or that you're sorry. Uh, the, the fourth one, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And often that actually requires courage and persistence as well, because we take other people's withdrawal as a reflection in ourselves. And then I think this is so poignant for the last one of the A to Z of happiness. I wish I'd let myself be happier. One of the things that this whole thing makes me think of is, and I know it's something that uh, we, I, I think we all know, um, no one at the end of life regrets the things they did. They regret the things they didn't do. And if we look at these top five as yeah. emblematic of society, mm. then they are all based on things that they didn't do. Mm. Um, that they didn't live a life true to themselves. They didn't find a way to make time for themselves. Yeah. Um, they didn't express their feelings they didn't stay in touch with their friends um, and they didn't let themselves be happier. Mm. And that's kind of just that that's, and that's, that's it. It's, it's <sighs> the blocks that we put into place or the, the blocks that we put in place um, that feel so important and crucial uh, meaning the same thing but they feel so crucial at the time mm. that those blocks are there that we we cannot allow ourselves to i mean that, that first one is a is a big one for me it's 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 huge the courage to live a life true to specifically not the life others expect of me mm. um that you know i don't have that courage and i wish i did um <laughs> frankly yeah but you know so 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 i'm i'm sat here thinking okay th- I need I need to perhaps find a way to uh, cultivate a little bit more z- zest in my life. Um, but uh, coincidentally, and luckily for me, <laughs> because I'm a co-pilot on this here podcast, um, very much in the co-pilot seat, uh, that is our third prompt here. It is. It is. How can you cultivate more zest in your life? And... This is, I think this isn't going to be, I mean, some people might be able to answer it really easily. And I think, I think I've got a couple of people I know who they have like a restlessness to their nature and they're always looking for the shiny new thing. And so, you know, a sense of adventure and newness is you know, constantly on their radar. But for some of us, I, I, I will admit, I like like the familiar for the most part, just because it takes less energy to process. But 
there is a point when I, I can't remember where I saw it. It's a, it was a meme or a tweet or something about a woman recognizing that her mental health was getting worse because she was just basically not doing anything new and comparing herself to a tiger in the zoo in this little in this thing and then just realizing shit I need to put more stimuli in the tiger's enclosure (laughs) you know the tiger is depressed and pacing around because it doesn't have anything to engage with to to play with to have fun with you know and so it is you know with this prompt I would like to people to just or to the listener to really think you know what can you do that might actively encourage a sense of excitement energy adventure so we have more stimuli in our diet we 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 put more things in our mental enclosure you know julia cameron who's the author of uh the artist's way so many people talk about morning pages about this idea of you know three three pages handwritten in the morning to brain dump clear your mental capacity for the day get all, get all the whinging out the way all the worrying etc etc it can be whatever you want i remember attending a talk with hers uh with hay house and she was like people say can i do a do a list can i write about this can i write about that and she's like it's three pages just do it whatever comes out needs to come out and she always talked about that clearing uh clearing us but actually the thing people don't tend to talk about so often is artists dates and so we clear out the gunk we flush through the pipes in the morning and then we go on artists dates which are specifically talking to our small child this is not the stuff for like you know fancy yoga or spas or whatever although it can be it's like what awakens because like you think about a small child being zest you know like generally speaking i've been for an exercise i'm doing in a positive intelligence course this week they are asking us to look at a childhood photo of us and i might scan it and, sh- and share it and think because like I showed this to a friend earlier on this week and he went, my God, you were a cute kid. It's like Pixar levels of cute. And now I want to make a little animation. I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it's like the same like excitement and energy. And like there's so much zest coming out of this small human. It's ridiculous. It's like radiating out of this, this really old, really old Polaroid picture. And that's the thing for the artist's dates is so that when you wake up, you're not just going, oh shit, I need to do X. You're going, oh great, I get to do X. Having these little things to really ignite us. And it also really ties in with, you know, I have a few favorite books and you can tell by how dog-eared they are and how many uh, old tickets and, and bits of paper are stuck in between the pages. And this one's all, I also poured water over it. So it looks absolutely shit. But Todd Henry, The Accidental Creative, um, how to be brilliant at a moment's notice. One of my favorite books. And he's got this, this fresh acronym for focus, relationships, energy, stimuli, and hours. And the, and the S there in stimuli, you know, he makes that, that's a, that's a whole chapter of feeding our creativity, feeding us. It's not just about getting, you know, clearing our mind. It's kind of like it's bringing in stuff that makes us, makes us excited, gives us a sense of adventure. And then when he talks about um, the R in that acronym, relationships, he encourages these three ways to to invite more inspiration from others because I think that can be such a a neglected source. I'm sure you've spoken about this as well, about, you know, sources of wisdom, how that, you know, we shouldn't overlook, you know, the people who we talk to, who feed back to us, who, you know, can channel these things for us. And And these three things are starting a circle, you know, a group of people who you come together with and ask, you know, three questions, you know, what are you working on? What is inspiring you? What would you like prompting on? So that, you know, encouraging that accountability as well. Then head to heads, deliberately bringing something to each other, you know, having like, oh, not quite like a mini presentation, but the ideas, intellect, engagement equivalent of bringing like a potluck, now, you don't come to someone's house empty-handed. You, know, you bring something for your brains to chew on. 
and then something which you've you've spoken about in the morning creative and you know drop the the link in in the show notes about establishing a core team you know that so that you will have this board of advisors and I and I love the way that uh, Michael Bongay Stanya describes and delineates these different roles so you can get a shit hot team but it is having these people around who can create this kind of stimuli I mean you've you, you you've 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 really you've you've said it so well um I think one of the things that I mean I I don't know how zesty this is um but since we're talking about relationships hmm. one of the things that I think I now know is that almost all creative problems can be solved they're not caused by isolation, but they can be solved by people coming together. Um, they can be solved by not being isolated. Um, whether it's how good is my work, whether it's should I stop doing what I'm doing, whether it's, you know, uh, how can I expand what I'm doing? How can I learn? How can I get better? Mm. Um, how can I deal with criticism? Like so many things, I think everything basically mm. can be solved if you just get a few heads together rather than trying to fix it for yourself. And that also extends to learning on demand. Like as someone who's read, you know, all of the books when it comes to, you know, various aspects of marketing and, you know, putting ourselves out there and lots of mm. other things. There is no substitute for being in a room virtual or otherwise with another human being mm. and sharing a problem or sharing a question and yeah. kicking it around. And um, that is what I now sort of, that's, you know, if there's one thing I know about creativity um it's that is is that it is that it needs people um and um that then i think you know if we if we if we think in terms of of zest i think that is something that requires that requires energy um but it is also something that energizes you but you know you've got to put stuff in so you've got to have a bit of that zest you've got to have a bit of that pep to uh, I mean, one thing if you're holding a space, but another thing if, you know, that yes, that needs uh, a great amount of zest. But if you are even just being in a space where you can take that stuff on, listen openly, listen curiously, not judge something or misinterpret, like all of that needs the right energy levels mm-hmm. um, in order for you to draw out what you can from being in a group. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's just funny, as soon as you started talking, I was immediately reminded of Barbara Scher's work and her TED Talk, which is, isolation is the dream killer, it's not your attitude. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I years ago, I tried to get off the ground in, in an organisation, this, this idea of, like, bringing people together and just saying you know what do you need <laughs> what can you offer what do you need like and because in in the video uh, bear, bearing in mind barbara Sher was, was doing this in the states i think los angeles and uh, the, the 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 only example i can remember it's been a while since i've seen the video is that like a woman got up and laughed and scoffed and said well you know this is a number of years ago and she said that i you know might well the thing that i would really love is to dance with patrick swayze like as the most out there beyond possible thing. And this uh, and then a room of a hundred people, and another woman stood up and said, I'm his dance coach. <laughs> I can make that happen. I know, I right? Love that so much. That's why it stuck with me, because it's like the yeah. most bizarre example. Yeah. But it is that thing of, you know, how can we Invite the universe to dance with us, ultimately. How can we um, create a serendipity engine? Oh. I mean, it's, it's, that's why, you know, Steve Jobs was so big on 
creating the environments that he did with with um, I think it was in, in Infinite Loop um, mm. before they moved to the big uh, the big spaceship the big Polo Mint. His <laughs> whole thing was having an atrium where you had to cross this area to get from one place to another meaning like there was always a, a a means by which you would see someone else like if you were just going to the loo you would always you were going to pass someone and you yeah. could have a quick conversation because it is that's that is that is the serendipity engine that is the thing that creates sparks that is the the thing that creates it's 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 the the weird genetic mutations that lead to uh, the, you know, a next bit of evolution. Like it's the randomness. It's the two people's bladders happened to <laughs> need emptying at that one specific time. And so they just went to the uh. same place and, uh, you know, or, 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 or not. Um, <laughs> it's, it's what, it's what happens when a bunch of people are in a space and that can be virtual. Um, yeah. but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's great when it's not, it's great when it's, you know, but it's 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 um it's people being together at a time like time and space are the two things here, um, yeah. and if that sounds like what well, that's that, that sounds like just empty words everything is time and space, um, it's not good enough to just be in a community of people like yeah. in a circle or a Slack actually like something like Slack or Discord and I know I'm going getting into weeds here but like spaces like that have a liveness to them that is mm. useful you take a you know something like a mighty networks or a facebook group and you you remove that sense of liveness that you need a level of synchronicity um and so so yeah you can do a little bit of that with a with what feels like a chat environment but the moment you say yeah we're all going to now be on this call i mean you know where were we 2 years ago we were all talking about clubhouse um mm. and ultimately it turns out that not enough people actually wanted clubhouse or anything like it to to really exist bar, you know, a couple of mad extroverts. Um, <laughs> the rest of us, I think it found it a little bit difficult to navigate, which is why no one's doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, that aside, like, but, you know, we are still congregating in Zoom rooms and crowdcasts and doing things like that because there is no real substitute for th the people together in a shared time and space. Well, I was just going to boil it down to... Oh, thank God! You need to fire atoms together to get to get explosions. Yeah, it's it's catalysts. It's catalysts, and actually, you know, having reasons for those atoms to be moving, you know, that's the thing. So you can get these serendipitous moments again. That's why I'm saying like the dancing with the universe, putting the right people in the right place at the right time, and just something about someone's energy that day. Like your 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 instinct is to go and chat to them. And you don't know why. And then you have a conversation and then, you know, you're ending up with like a new business or a new relationship or whatever. You know, it's allowing the universe to work through us. Um, you know, you, 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 you go social networks, I go woo-woo. It's allowing that, you know, we all, we all have our uh, home bases. And I think it is being, and it's being able to, you know, bringing back to your point of, being open to that kind of uncommon combustion of being open and have kindling. Because I know for myself when I go into spaces or, you know, online, and it used to be in person as well, I would end up having conversations with people because I got this face, I got this energy. <laughs> and people would, co would come towards me and share their life story and stuff, you know, because there was a quality of openness, I think. And, you know, it is, again, I guess it goes back to an act of courage to be open to be changed by others and to have those sparks and those interactions. And, you know, going back to, you know, the Bronnie Ware thing, you know, being able to express ourselves, keeping in touch with people more, you know, making time, because that's what the whole, you know, I wish I hadn't worked so hard thing is about. It's about making time for other things in our lives. And in the last one, I, know, I wish I'd allowed myself to be happier. In a world which is predisposed to generating income from our unhappiness, from keeping us in our places through a sense of unworthiness, choosing to be happier is a radical act. 
as well as an act of courage. <laughs> Smash the system. Oh, the revolution starts at dawn. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean... Not quite a let's go invade France moment, but I, I did the best I could. No, France is, France is fine where it is. Um, we <laughs> no, we need to. Uh, we need to. We, we, there's some systems need smashing, Anya. Um, Indeed. Well, that. that yeah. Well, well, well when, when we work out what the next season might be about, then we'll 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 focus on that, eh? Sure, sure. <laughs> well, until then. Indeed. Um, would you like to? Uh, would you like to close us out with a thought? I would, and. Just to have a moment with you, the listener, I don't know when our paths will cross again. And I've been so, I'm going to get emotional. I've been so touched and honoured and delighted by your presence. Thank you for coming with, with me and Mark on this journey. And whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever has happened to you, whatever you have done, I just want to remind you that you are worthy of love belonging and happiness well before you um finish with with a, a final uh, thought to send us off with where can we um keep abreast of you keep in touch with you um <laughs> connect with you follow what you're doing next and uh keep well, i guess i'm asking where's the after party anya I mean, I'm bearing in mind I still have this unopened can of ready-to-drink blood orange gin and tonic, I think, which, again, expires in a, uh, next Friday. Um, I think that is a pertinent question to ask. I um, You can find me uh, at anyapierce.com, uh, A-N-Y-A-P-E-A-R-S-E, and also on LinkedIn. I'm currently posting a lot on there, or at least trying to post every day, so... Uh, Come say hello, come join me, and yeah, if, if anything that you've heard in these conversations has uh, triggered insight or curiosity for you, yeah, just, just, just give me a shout. And with that, I'm going to draw some lines from, a, from the metta uh, meditation uh, from Buddhism that I always... <sighs> always bring me a sense of comfort and love and connection may you be happy may you be healthy may you love yourself as you are may you be free from suffering and may you find peace in this uncertain world thank you The A to Z of Happiness is presented by Anya Pierce and me, Mark Stedman. It's produced by Origin and you can find us at a2zofhappiness.com where you'll also find links to the things we discussed. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them, whichever way is easiest for you. Thank you for taking the time to join us each week. Take care and we'll see you around. Thank you.